This is part two of our last episode from Honda Meet 15. If you haven't listened to part one, you should probably go ahead and do that now. Uh, in this episode, we're joined by Chris Stewart, who runs Honda Meet and Gridlife. Uh, if you like what you hear, share us with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com backslash show. And remember to leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. Listen to those dulcet tones. Um, I got I got the CRV from Chris, and you couldn't use the the table thing, which is a giant, it's a giant drawback. Ooh, we get some feedbacks. That's a condenser mic, so it's uh, <laughs> picks up everything. Do we have to tell Chris to go outside? What should I be doing? Here, I'll give you my mic. Gonna bounce back and forth. Yeah, there we go. All right, so what happened with that CRV? So when that you CRV um, was easily the best purchase of my life. I remember when you bought it, and so we were I like, bought, oh, my gosh, he's got a car payment. What an idiot. Because yeah, <laughs> so we were all 19 I got or 20. That, yeah, I got that after I graduated college, or right before I, I graduated yeah, college. Yeah, I think so. You got that mic figured out? All right. Um, so I... It doesn't really matter. I bought it with 70,000 miles on it. Uh, so it was a 97 CRV. It yep. was blue. Yep. Um, the first car that I bought with a payment. So 70,000 miles, I buy this car, I think it was seven grand. Seven, yeah. seven, seven five or I something. I remember you like bought that. it because it was a good deal at the time. It was a good deal. Comparatively. And I was driving from Grand Rapids to Grand Haven. So I had an hour commute as a part of my new just out of college job. Yeah, my first, my first job, yes. My first job. I got fired from that job. It's another story. <laughs> But so I bought the CRV for my first job, and then I drove the shit out of that car. That was a great car, man. I drove it car. for, um, I drove it for so long. I remember I put, um, I remember I put forty-two thousand miles on it in one summer. Going to fish like a summer right? or a year? That's like in a, in in a summer. Yeah. Doing what? We went to. You and you and Luke went to how many I, fish shows in that? No, time? I, uh, I don't know. We went to thirty-five states. Yeah, it was a ridiculous summer. amount of trips. But like in multiple trips, so yeah. like multiple two-week uh, excursions. Yep. And that wow. might be exaggerating that mileage, but it was ridiculous. But anyway, I I put two hundred and some odd thousand miles on that car. Um, I remember I duned it. I off-roaded it. I beat the crap out of it. I. Beat the crap yeah. out of that CRV. It, and that thing made it up the test hill at uh, Silver Lake Dunes. Right? Did it really? <laughs> what? It really made it up test hill oh, at yeah. Silver Lake? Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah, it made it up at test hill. Silver like Lake. on all seasons. What a beast. So, I, mean, I remember it, we, aired, we went but... to, so for those that don't know, Silver Lake Sand Dunes uh, here in Michigan um, is uh, a big off-road <clears> vehicle uh, kind of dune park that's on uh, yeah. Lake Michigan. Yeah. You know, and you can basically get any vehicle. You throw a flag on the front, yep. you know, and then you air down your tires and you can go balls out. And um, a, a lot of the Wagon Attack video, Wagon Attack 2 was yeah. filmed yes, there. Yes, so Wagon yeah. Attack 2 was yeah. filmed at Silver Lake Sand Dunes. For yeah. wow. familiar if you want to Google Attack. Wagon Attack 2, that is uh, our buddy Luke Wilcox. That's kind of his, one of his claim to fames on the interwebs. Um, you know, yeah. I watched that video when I was in college and didn't know any of you guys back when I was it's living kind of in a Georgia. And it's kind of serious. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> Really that awesome. Like most of the things we do. Yeah, yeah. sort of. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but the, the CRV made it up Testo, which is like one of the bigger tilts. So I remember, like, I remember 
the, the way I made it up Test Hill is I, I think I hit the bottom of Test Hill at about 60 miles an hour. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the bottom of Test Hill. And I remember, yeah, I remember I didn't change the rear diff fluid, so it would go wah, 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 It, it wah, did wah, that till the day we sold it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I made it to the top of a test hill. There's all these like serious off-road paddle dudes up there. Yeah. And I like get up there. You know, I'm bombing <laughs> it, right? And I just like throw, you know, I mean, I'm, bo- I'm bottoming out all the way up. And I get out there and I go, oh man, I spilled the groceries to these dudes that were next to me. And they just gave me the dirtiest look I've ever seen. <laughs> Because I'm on the top of Test Hill with a 97 CRV. That you bought for 7K many years ago. Right. So i got to finish the story about about the value of the CRV. So I buy it for 7K. I drive the shit out of it. I I, I don't do any real repairs on it. No maintenance. I mean, I did maintenance. I did brakes and and oil changes and things like that. I had to do a lot when I bought it. I mean, man, I didn't do anything on that car. (laughs) I just drove it. And then... um, I don't remember what I was driving at the time, but my wife was driving the CRV, yeah. so she was I think you had, you had just bought your Fit. No, I didn't have the Fit because I, I bought the you, Fit when I moved to Chicago. What did you have before the Fit? I had some. I had a. I had a Wago van or something. Yes, that's right. You had a Wago van that you rear-ended somebody. I had the, the white way to Josh Blocker's wedding. Nah, that was the, a different one. That was my second Wago van. I had a white Wago anyway, van. Anyway, so lots I, of stories. I, here. I got the Wago van, and then uh, my wife's driving the CRV. She's driving it to work. Um, and she gets rear-ended. Yep. So the car gets rear-ended, uh, and the car that hit her was like a Corolla or something, so it went up underneath the CRV. Yep. So it bashes up this rear spare tire well, which doesn't actually have its rear spare tire in it. Yep. So visually, the car looks fine. Totally but, fine. But the insurance company's like, yo, totally to- totaling well, it out. Well, it smashed the front hood, too. It buckled that. Uh, sure. Well, I, well, I had to put a new hood on it. Test Hill might have buckled that hood. No. That, <laughs> I think that hood kissed somebody else's butt. Um, <laughs> But uh, and, and it bent the muffler, which uh, yeah, okay, it bent a lot yeah. of things. But. Much to my wife's chagrin, I thought the muff, I thought it sounded cool when I just cut the muffler off with a sawzall, and so my wife drove it with. Uh, I took the muffler out and I just ran a pipe straight out the back, and it was all. It sounded great. It really sounded fine. <laughs> so it never got the wow. muffler back. <laughs> she drove it for fifty thousand miles too. without the muffler. Right. Poor Sarah. So she's we, so we go back she's to the, so patient. Back, back to the value of the car. So the car gets rear-ended. It gets totaled out by the insurance company. And then I'm like, "Yo, insurance company, I really want this car back." And they're like, "Okay, uh, you can buy it back for ten percent of the total value." And I was like, "Sweet." So I just got a less less valued check. Than I would have gotten. I didn't have to actually give them any money. They just took ten percent out of the total value check, um, and then I got like four and a half grand back. Um, and then I got the car back, and then I just drove the shit out of it for Best like another another forty thousand miles yep. until I sold it to Adam for thirty five hundred bucks. You sold it to me for two, no, you sold it to me for two thousand bucks. What? You gave me a good deal, and okay. I sold it again fifty thousand miles later for two thousand bucks. <laughs> So the, this CRV, it, we sold it after. It, it, uh, CRVs have this weird thing once in a while. We would have driven them. We'd still be driving it because we had the body man fix the hood. He fixed a couple dents. The thing was I don't know awesome. why you did that. I put because it was great. My wife thought they were really cute, so I cleaned the whole thing for her. And we put Prelude wheels on it, like those polished, like directional five spokes, and some Michelin, like like I don't know, hydro freaking matic tires that looked great it looked really good the Hy- thing looks super slick tires yeah whatever they got Pro the freaking hydro edge or whatever and uh, it looked really nice my wife drove it to school with pride she's she teaches fourth grade and for many years like three or four or five years she drove like fifty thousand miles it was a little loud on the highway but i love how it drove it drove super nice i miss that car so and I'm the interior about... held up like a freaking tank it looked 
totally perfect. After your hippie butt drove around that thing at 200,000 miles to fish shows. Did you just call me a hippie? I call hippie? you a hippie all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you used to be. Sarcasm. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you and Luke, you and you unwashed hippies going to fish, fish show. You dragged me to fish show one time. Once. I loved it. It was actually really fun. I like that this is my introduction to this podcast. Right. Now, Chris is not actually a hippie. He's a super <laughs> legit dude. And I don't actually like jam bands. It kind of smells like <laughs> You don't like jam bands, but you went to the last three Grateful Dead shows, three shows in a row. Grateful <laughs> Dead's cool again now. I yeah, saw some you love fish. Cool anyway, I'm sorry if I insulted you without knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, your CRV ruled. We drove it forever. And then my, they have an issue with the ignition switch. And this is not a good thing for a, a non-car person um, where the ignition switch, you're driving down the road, and then the ignition switch shuts the car off without actually turning the key off. And uh, I told my, and this happened a couple times, and I didn't know, like, I didn't even know what was happening. I thought she was bumping the key off or something. Like, the, this is when the cobalt issue had started creeping up. I read something about it, like, three years ago. And uh, she's going on the highway, and it shuts off. She pulls over, starts back up. It's fine. And it's got 270,000 miles on it at the time. And it ran like a top, too. It was great. Um, so I said, if that happens again, just bump it into neutral and start it up again. And she bumped into reverse at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> so, so It was probably still running after that, though. It ran great. It was fine. But it, it made this noise when you, it went out of the trans. Like the, Can you do that again? All the time. It sounded like there was something like bouncing around inside the trans. Um, but Just a few teeth or something. Yeah, but it had all the gears. It didn't slip, and it had reverse. And I thought, I gotta trade this in on something. <laughs> so Ouch. we did, and we got two K for some, for we we traded it in on a sixty thousand mile Civic, and yeah, we got the same price we paid for it basically. That's what a the, best, the, best value in vehicles. The best vehicle ever. I mean, the, yeah. the new, a new Trans would have been like a thousand bucks, and I was just tired and didn't want to swap I've, it. But I've been thinking about getting a, a first gen CRV again. I have a Fit now that I daily, and I've just been itching for like a different car. They they're so useful. They're very useful. I'd really want to like lift one, put a snorkel on it, yep. and an external cage. Yep. So our, that I our, could roll down Test Hill with. Yeah, it, one of our fun. buddies did that. Jason and a be tickhead. There's Jason. Hi. Yeah. Uh, he, he. What uh, What did you all have done to that thing at the time when you sold it? Just a lot of work. Giant freaking American racing something and some big old mutters and lifted. It, they're, uh, and that was Electron Blue Pearl, right? We're getting a little nerdy here on the CRV talk. Five, it was a five-speed as well. Oh, what, the most sought-after CRV ever. I tried to convince my buddy Dave, who, uh, who he probably talked to you for a year about buying it. He really wanted to buy it. And then he flaked because he bought a Duramax truck. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, said the CRVs are kind of have a weird place in the Honda Meet uh, heart of uh, daily vehicles. It's they're very useful. I don't know. And they have picnic tables. There's a lot of brand blindness going on at this event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we got the shades. What's an Aston Martin? Yeah, I, can't I have even a CRX. Look, I can't even look at other vehicles with all honesty, and I know that like yeah. there's other great vehicles out there, but. Uh, I buy Hondas, and that's just what I do. Uh, what, Chris, one time, he bought an Element a while back, and he didn't do anything to it forever. He drove uh, it like the brakes so squealed, and they screamed, and it was a stick shift. It was all-wheel drive, right? All-wheel drive. Stick shift, all-wheel drive. The night, the, I think a couple nights after you bought it, you came to my house for something. We were doing something with something, and I sat in the back seat, and you're like, isn't it great? And I, and I thought... This is the greatest vehicle I've ever been in my whole life. It's got stadium seating. The back what? seats are higher up than the rears. I would love that car, and it 
drives me nuts and my wife will move by. They're one. just so I I I don't so, I can st- so I still weird. have access to that element. So I bought it. I sold it to my buddy Trevor and I told him this is I'm not really selling this to you. I'm leasing it to you. So <laughs> it's um, still mine. So I mean we we got a we got a a 14 Odyssey and I was like I don't need two like somewhat utility vehicles. So it was a long debate. I like hung on to that element for two months after yeah, we had the did. Odyssey. I had three cars and I live in Chicago. I park on the street. He lives like in the city. So right? I live in the city. Yeah. I got three cars on the street. Yeah. And I don't even drive, you know, during the week. I ride a I ride a bicycle. You know? So I've just got these cars <laughs> sitting on He's the street. The I'm like, I can't get so rid of this wrong. element. I'm just parked on my street. So then I ended up selling it to my uh, my buddy Trevor and I said, If you ever sell this, if you ever sell it it goes back to me. So that'll, that'll be back in my life at some point. But that was the best car ever. And I actually kind of started a chain reaction of people. Um, Buying that, elements. Yeah. So I had at one point, like, I was really into, uh, like, vintage mopeds. So I'd pick up all these old mopeds. And, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd go to, like, old farms. and I know. even bought a moped because Chris had mopeds. Yeah, but yeah. I buy them in these lots. <laughs> you, like, find these old mopeds from the 70s. And these are pedal-style ones. So That's I, the I, hippie. Is it? Well, yeah. Chris, Chris uh, might two, have a different de- two, definition two, of hippie. Two-stroke? Hip- oh yeah, stir. Chris has a different three. definition of hippie than yeah. I do. And, anyway, hippie right. means and, Chris because Chris is interesting. Okay, all right, enough. We could do a separate episode about all the stereotypes that I fall into. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll do we'll do that. <laughs> but uh, you could fit um, five mopeds in that in that car. Yeah, in the nice. Element. So I, you'd go to these. I'd go to pick these bikes up, and it'd be like, oh, you know, I'd go to look at one. And then usually there'd be like, oh, this was my wife's, or these are like the other ones, yeah. or the kind of junk ones. So Check we'd out always this end up leaving a ton of them. And I got these five pooks that you need to buy for seven dollars a piece. <laughs> yeah, so you end up like just getting all these all these bikes. But um, um, you know, all my friends would like borrow it. You know, that lived in the city, they would borrow it to like do different things and different tasks. And then they'd be like, I really need an element. So uh, amongst uh, our little group uh, in Chicago, there were six of us that had elements. Holy cow. Ev- eventually, all all spawned based off of me yep. having one, and, and kinda, Luke and, bought one, and my, my passion and blindness yep. for the Honda brand, and kind of just you know selling people on elements all the time. So we were going to start a club called In Our Element, um, <laughs> which kind of sounds like a boy oh, band. Shit. Totally, does. it never really materialized though. But the element is is become pretty uh, a pretty. Has a pretty high cult following in Chicago, anyway, or in, in urban environments. Yeah. Like, they're hard to find. Like, if you want an element in Chicago um, and you're looking just in the vicinity of the city, like, the prices are high, the, yeah. you know, the, the inventory is low, um, and people want them now. It was a little bit, I think that vehicle, amongst some others, uh, you know, were really, it was kind of ahead of its time and wasn't appreciated at the time that it was out, and then it got killed, and people were like, wait a minute. That after, thing was after, cool. After it was too late. Yeah. yeah. So, it was an interesting um, truck, man. I wish it got a little bit of better MPGs, but I, miss, even, it, I you, miss it daily. You I even towed with that thing. It you towed your CRX. I towed the CRX to... Road uh, America. Yeah, it's Road America for ITR Expo on a tow dolly through a, through a monsoon, and it was awful. Yeah. Chris, is, <laughs> I think you were texting me while driving through the monsoon saying, I'm going to die. We're in a monsoon. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> thought, the, the visibility he doesn't even have trailer brakes. Holy crap. Yeah. There's a uh, hospital employee, Brian Thomas, and he has a K24 swap like Wago van, and he did the all-wheel drive version. I believe he's the first in the world to do K24 in Wago van and all-wheel drive. And um, he and I go back and forth in competition between my uh, CRV and his. And every time we do the next stupid level, I call him right away, and I'm like, "Hey, I just pulled this much weight with it." So the other day, he was moving around a car on a tow dolly and took it to get it weighed. And he's like, I just moved like 2,600 pounds. Yeah. So I loaded 
the Razor onto a one-car, like, two-axle trailer I had, and I started <laughs> driving around with the uh, the CRV, and I pulled an official 3,800 pounds with a manual K24. It's pretty impressive, yeah. man. Sounds like dude, yeah. the unibody four-cylinder tractor pull? It, well, the, the, <laughs> the unibody That's actually... Are we doing that anatomy next year? Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. It actually started to bend it. The I don't unibody know if that would bend. be a big spectator. Yeah, with, oh, with the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, say that again. The unibody actually bent... It actually bent it. I, w- I was using. Um, That's what you get, dude. I was using dude. these like torsion <laughs> rods, like to displace the weight back to the vehicle, like these, you know, the weight proportioning um, system and stuff. And um, the proportioning rods and stuff were supposed to transfer weight back to the trailer, but they use the hitch as like a, yep. a pivot yeah. point to do so. Well, they're made to be on a frame basically, and the hitch was on unit construction, and it bent the hitch at a crazy angle yeah. and almost took the entire tire well out. Like, it, uh, it made it. <laughs> it. It made it out to the lake I wanted to ride around, yeah. but I can't do it again. So I spent all that money on the hitch and the torsion yeah. system, all of it, and I, it just can't be done. In the end, it's not a truck. Our buddy Luke Wilcox yeah. has a Wago Man, or had a Wago Man, the Wagon Attack Wago Man, and he used to tow his, like, 21-foot Volvo-powered, like, inboard motor boat with it. <laughs> And, oh yeah, uh, the VIP. Wow. It was yeah, the v, it was a VIP brand. That was boat. A, that was my wife's uh, parents' boat. Was that like twenty feet? It was pretty big. Yeah, it had a. Um, it made the it, wagon it an, look it had like an escort motor in it. I knew. Yeah, it was I a know four. That. Yeah, I think it was a Volvo Ford. Penta style motor, but it was a four cylinder Ford. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, I remember looking under the hood one time like five years ago. The but there's a picture somewhere that he sent me, and it looks like. It looks like a semi truck towing the Sears Tower. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, so in, silly. Just talk about the VIP for a second. <laughs> True Wilcox style, like that. That boat was a. And, and how much have you talked about Luke on this podcast? Uh, a, a little, little bit. bit so, yeah. Luke so, is the cheapest guy that does the coolest things. Yes. Yeah, so that, that that sums it up. And we can go into more in depth uh, things about. We're going to get but, Luke on here someday. But the VIP, right? He's like, so Wendy's parents are giving away this boat, and anyone who's owned a boat knows that boats suck. Yeah, owning a boat is the worst. The the thing that people call boats, they're ho- they're holes in the water that you throw money into. Yes, and so that's Luke can't exactly throw is. money into anything. No, so uh, I mean, every time that he took the VIP out, he would take it to you know some public launch, right? And they'd go out in the VIP, and I guarantee, like, you know, three out of five times they would have to get out and like swim the VIP back to shore <laughs> or paddle it. Like it, it would that motor. That's zero reliability. We talked about putting a D-Series in it at one point. Yeah, he did talk know. to you about that, yeah. Um, and and uh, Jason just told me that he, I believe he sunk it one time. Oh, yeah, but probably because the motor died. And uh, Was that in, uh, in Little Traverse Bay or something like that? Yeah, so I'm <laughs> true. So I'd never go. I'd never. You'd be like, "Oh, we're going boating," and I'd be like, "Nope, nah, I'm not going boating." Because you know, you know what that means. It means you're gonna go out on the boat and you're gonna be stoked for about 15 minutes, and then you're gonna have to jump out of the boat and swim it back. Yeah, I'm on a boat. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> holy shit. A couple of people would have to wade water because the boat couldn't Yeah, it didn't have a lot of guts. The man. thing about the thing about Luke though is, is like, if if I go out on a boat and the boat dies, I'm like kind of bummed and kind of pissed about it. And Luke's like, sweet, the boat died. Let's jump out and push it. <laughs> Just like totally geek. It's and, like the goal of the day. And him and his, him and his brother are the same way. I like, I, I don't know. They're the same person. <laughs> no, um, they're, they're totally different well, people. Well, I mean, but their but, enthusiasm for life and like the dumb crap that happens in life, Joe and Luke are both like, isn't this awesome? 
We're not dead. Everything's yeah. so cool right it's a, now. It's a really, it's a really great way yeah. to live. And, and, and Chris, uh, I've heard that phrase many times from Chris. In true Wilcox style, <laughs> that's, that's a phrase Chris has uttered many times. I mean, times. once you understand the Wilcox style, yeah. you can like, I can just throw out a scenario, and you can you can play the entire rest of the tape out. You know exactly how it, yeah. how it went down. Yeah. So, if you spend about you know three adventures with Luke, yeah, um, there there is something silly about Luke that. Uh, you know, he's not here today. He's he's been at almost every Honda except for the one that uh, uh, his daughter was born during Honda. Correct. Um, but he's at he's in Hawaii right now. Yeah. And it bums me out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. But Luke Luke does make this event. Chris makes this event, and uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good day though. I appreciate you coming on for telling some stories, buddy. You got it, man. What? Uh, tell us about Honda Meet One. It's the only one I was never at. Honda Meet One? I can't. I don't even know if I can remember. It was in the driveway of the 075 house, wasn't it? Yeah, John Ballpark Zoo. No, it was no that was, that's right. That okay. Was two. Thank, thanks, John, Gabe. John Ballpark Zoo is number yeah. two. One and two were oh, there. Okay. All right. So I, I do remember. So I, uh, that was the first year. So like Luke and I, um, I'm from Detroit originally, and I went to school in Grand Rapids, Michigan, on the west side of the state. So, to Kettering or whatever? Uh, no, I went to... Uh, Kendall. Kendall. Kendall, yeah, that's right. Kendall. So uh, I went to art school. Um, in, on the west side of the state, and I moved to the west side of the state mostly because I wanted to move out of my house. So um, uh, I, yeah, I moved to Grand Rapids, and then Luke had graduated from Michigan, from U of M, and uh, was looking for a job, and decided he wanted to come to Grand Rapids and, and live with me for whatever reason. Um, and he found a job at East Kentwood, moved to Grand Rapids, yep. and uh, we moved into uh, this place called York Creek, and. Uh, we started meeting Honda buddies, um, you know, pretty much immediately. I was Lance driving around. Yeah, I had a guys, B16 yeah. swap CRX, and that was, uh, I mean, it wasn't one of the first ones, but probably one of the first ones in West Michigan. This and it was probably early. around 2000. Um, 99, 2000. Yeah, 99, 2000. So I had a B16 swap CRX. Um, I bet you guys in late 2000. I had all clear taillights, all clear lights everywhere. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, hyper white. I was hyper whiting. Um, and when I had that swap, you, I had... What were the wheels you had? You had Koenig. Koenig Villains. The classic, Villains! Yeah. The five spokes. Yeah, the classic yeah. five star. And, you know, five star never goes out of style. I'm never, never. The Koenig Villain is, is bound for a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all 18 I think pounds start of it. That yeah, so the Koenig, uh, Koenig Villains, I was riding on uh, stock suspension, stock ride height, all clear taillights, you know, all clear lights, um, and uh, I think I still had the HF exhaust for a minute there. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we met uh, we met our buddy Lance because I saw this, like, body-kitted red, red, bo body yeah. red CRX, uh, and I saw him on Alpine, which is, like, the big street by the house that we were living in, and I saw him driving, and I, like, chased him down. Yep. like. Like fast and furiousing through traffic, and he pulled into a car wash, you know. And I was like, "Skirt!" And I remember him telling the story, and I wish he was here to tell it. But he said he thought he was gonna get mugged, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Yo, CRX, dude!" And I was just like, "Hey, Yo, man, yeah, just I think we're friends." Yeah, and I just chatted him up. But we we met a bunch of people that way, and then yeah. we had this house called. Um, it ended up being nicknamed the 075, which ultimately was our our little. Our, car, group, our yeah. car crew, and yep. we can get we could do a whole podcast. We on, will on too, the 075, yeah. but um, so we were all hanging out with all the Honda guys, and uh, like the really rad builds were just starting, especially in West Michigan. Yeah, this know? has been like a header, like a, buying a DC Sports header was, was like, like, holy shit! Did you see Chris bought a header? 
let's go over there tonight and look at that header. <laughs> That's exactly how it would go down. So I just remember Honda Meet One. So we had we had just started uh, rolling with Peter at that yeah, point. Yeah, right? so Peter, Peter B16 Super. Yeah, Peter tuner, had. Peter um, I think. I don't. I, he had a he had an EM one. Yes, um, he so, had a ninety nine SI. Yeah, ninety nine SI. So this was you know two thousand. So think about how hot shit the oh, EM one man. was Peter in, in so, two thousand, right? So he had, a, he had a, he had an EM one, yeah. and we're at Honda meet, and we had just started meeting Peter. And Peter, he's got a lot of different nicknames, and he's gone through a lot of different phases. But Peter um, would always get stoked when everyone was stoked on what he was stoked about. Yeah. So he would like like to talk to you about his builds and what yeah. he was doing, and he had. Uh, like Condomy One was the point where like he he was just building his car and I remember he brought out his spoon wheels that he had just yes. bought. He had some sixteen inch <laughs> spoon wheels. Yes, sixteen inch spoon wheels. Russian had, made spoon wheels. And he Before had, the slipstream was the copy. And he had of Falcon Azenuses, which we had never seen Falcon Azenuses. Yeah. They had just come out. The RT like, two we actually talked about the RT two fifteen in the last podcast. Yeah, so and and <laughs> the highlight of Honda Meet One, right? So we had maybe fifteen or twenty cars there, but the highlight of it was the the Falcon Azenus with the spoon wheel unmounted sitting on the picnic table. Like <laughs> like that was the showpiece. So everyone was like, Oh, did you see the spoon wheel? Did you wheel? see spoon wheels? Not spoon even on a there. car, just yeah. on a table. Yep. Um, <laughs> a bunch yes. of non lowered Hondas in a zoo parking lot. Hanging out, looking at some freaking knockoff Regamasters that's a company from Japan, and I mean, anodized black. <laughs> so, I mean, the... the Love that. You know, the reason why we barbecue at Honda Meat is because Honda Meat was a barbecue. Yeah. So we always, like, kind of carried that through. So, um, you know, we've always barbecued at Honda Meat. And even though we've had to step up the barbecue, yeah. so now we're doing, you know, 100 pounds of pork shoulder, yep. you know, instead of, you know, 224 packs of Aldi hot dogs. The, the, the pork shoulder <laughs> was very good today. Uh, Gaudi was in rare form this weekend, man. He did a good job, man. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was at Honda Meet 2, and I remember t I just put my dual cam ZC swap in, and I was like, I got to get up there because this is the thing. Like, we're going to the Honda Meet. And it was because of the forum. You know, I just joined the forum. And I remember, t I remember calling Luke and, uh, and, and, like, getting directions because GPS wasn't I, – I don't think I've ever been so excited about something my whole life. There was, not cam, there was not camera phones at that point. No, no. You know? I, calling Luke. Not on, even everyone had a – no, I think – I had a Kyocera phone that yeah, okay. just had a keyboard. You didn't, I didn't have text or anything. Yeah. I didn't even have voicemail on my thing. But I had Luke's number written on a piece of paper, yeah, and yeah, I kept yeah. it in my work truck. The reason I met you guys was I was at a show – at my at the college I was going to in Grand Rapids, and Luke was at the same college, a Jimmy Eat World show, and Luke and Patrick and Lance I think came to that show, and Luke saw my white Civic, which I later wrapped around a tree, and Luke left a note. Luke or Patrick left a note saying, "If you ever need a motor, we go to Canada and we bring motors back. Call oh, this yeah. number." And it was Luke's number. We and were doing were, we were doing yeah. motor runs at that time, so we yeah. would drive once a year. You'd run up and buy motors. Man. Yeah, we would go. We would drive up to Montreal. You'd borrow a trailer from Gabe's parents or whatever. Yep, and, and go pick up a bunch of motors. Yep. So and and that was because the the exchange rate was crazy at that yeah. point. You know, and so shipping get, was nuts too. You pay like four hundred bucks shipping for right. Motor. So we yeah. would go and and buy like a dozen motors. Yeah. You know, we'd like take pre order and you know get all these motors and yep. and. B16s, yeah. B18s, yep, ZCs. Yep. We bought a couple of ZCs from Luke on the on the motor run right after he left a note on my windshield. 
And like the day after he left it on my windshield, I bought a five-speed to convert my car from a four-speed. So I bought a DX five-speed. So I was moving on up with a three-eight final instead of the four-speed. I was I was talking to I mean, going through all this stuff and thinking about it, like the reason why I think we love Hondas or why like I love Hondas and why Honda Meet I think works really well is Hondas are a gateway drug, you know, yeah. like for for tracking. They really are. You know, They're I was so explaining easy. this to Holly, yeah. you know, and I just think about like all the different things that you can you can do and all the knowledge that's been out there for so long. Yep. You know, it's just so easy to build a track car out of a Honda. Yeah. I'm 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 racing semi nationally with my CRX and I don't have any camber adjusters, you know, I got freaking stock ball joints. They're so good out of the box. You lower them a little bit, the camber goes in the right place, you set the toe where you it's want the, it. It's the fun per dollar that really works. Yeah, they're really easy. And realistically I wouldn't be doing any of this if Chris hadn't gone to like Expo what two here. Yeah. And I, seen it and thought we need to rent a racetrack. Yeah. Holy crap! You guys, did you guys know we could rent a racetrack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, gonna let us b- borrow this thing for a few hours. And, uh, and you want me? You want me to tell the an- the anti expo story? Yeah, I kind of do. So all right, I'll do we that. We had Jay really on the last. So, podcast. Jay on the last podcast. So Jay, super good buddy of mine uh, at this point, but. I came to, yeah, ITR Expo 2 was at Gingerman Raceway. Yep. So, and, you know, we were running concurrently, but we were doing, you know, zoo meets with spoon the, wheels on a picnic table. And the third while meet ITR was, Expo was renting yeah. racetracks. Honda Meet 3 was literally just in a park, and I think we might have got kicked out at one point. Uh, we were thro- we were doing uh, we were we were playing frisbee and a cop yelled at us because the, we were gonna mess the grass up. I remember doing. I, remember, I don't I don't remember that. Yeah, my uh, wife was there. She was my girlfriend at the time, and her little brothers who are now here, you know, in their thirties, <laughs> her high school or grade school brothers came with her. But yeah, the cop yelled at us because we were like messing up the landscape in the park. But anyway, so how to meet an expo story? Yeah, so I, I came to I came to expo too, and I had. <clears throat> I can't remember if I still had my riced out CRX. I can't remember if it was clear lights or what, but I remember yeah. I remember coming here with my CRX and just being so stoked to see all these ITRs. And you just awesome. came down to watch, right? I just came to watch, you know, but I was like hoping to like talk to some people and hoping some people would talk to me. But yep. at that point, you know, this is what, 2002, yep. right? The ITR is still pretty hot shit. It's still a pretty expensive car. The barrier of entry on a, on a Type R was, was up there. Yeah. So it was a different vibe, you know, than, than what I was used to. So I came as this kid, um, you know, like, hey, what's up, guys? And everyone's like, what's up? Just walking by. So I, I remember, like, when we started Honda Meet, like, uh, it wasn't in a malicious way, but I was like, I want to do something that's not like RTR Expo. <laughs> and, and in seven years, I'm going to design their logos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like we, we did some, we made some like conscious decisions about the way that we did the track day. Yeah. Um, I mean, at that point, ITR Expo was only open to Type R's, right? So like, oh were, really? Yeah, it I was. I, it was the Type R's only. So it was Type R's only. There was this like level of exclusivity to it, and, and rightfully so. You know, I mean, it was a Type R meet. It was a celebration yeah. of that car. So in hindsight, I, I, I totally got it. But when I did. When I did Honda Meet 4, I, there was like some things that I was like, I'm going to do it different. Yep. ITRX. But. I, re- I remember when you had the idea, we went to, you called like half a dozen of us, and we all met at a burrito place in Grand Rapids on 28th Street. It was like, I don't remember what the name Home was. of the Wet Burrito. Yeah. It, and that, that, that's, that's, an, that's another <laughs> And you, uh, you were like, all right, we can rent a racetrack. There's a racetrack in South Haven. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And and you're like, all right, well, we need to build a bunch of teams and we'll organize all these things. 
And then it seemed like the biggest undertaking in the world. And I was, I was like literally terrified when we rented this track. Um, it was, it was, uh, I mean, it was, yeah, it was intense. Uh, I mean, we didn't, Hanami was like a lost leader as far as revenue goes oh, yeah. for, for an event. Uh, you know, year after year, and it's still not. I mean, it's not built to be a profit event. At if all, Chris you know? makes any money, he puts it right back into this event. Yeah. I mean, it's um, not. I mean, it's it's just know. intended to be a good time. But yeah, um, yeah like I, we didn't know what. I didn't know how to run a track day. I had been on the track maybe like three times prior to like running Honda yeah. Meet Five or Honda Meet Four. Yeah, rented we rented it. Yeah, we rented it on a Monday because we couldn't afford to do a weekend. Yep. You know that that was that was far too out of reach. Let alone a two day or a three day. Um, and for about four or five years, it was a one day event. Yeah, up until um, say Honda Meet six. Yeah, yeah. Six. Was it six out of two days? I think six. Yeah, I think six moved to the because I think Honda Meet. Yeah, so ten. No, we've only done three day for two years. I think. Yeah. No, I think uh, we've done it for three years now. Maybe. Two years at three day because they were easier for me to plan. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie's got to make a vacation out of it because he drives yeah. 18,000 miles sure. up here from sure. freaking Arizona. Yeah, Honda Meet 5 was really big because it, it was on the 4th of July. That Monday was the 4th yep. of July. Yeah. So we, and then Honda Meet 5, yeah, there was like you know, a thousand people came out to this silly little track day we started and we're like, whoa. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all the lessons that, you know, Honda Meet was kind of shaped from being like, I wanted to make a track day that was super, super accessible to riced out CRX dudes like myself. Um, and then I also took a lot of lessons from, um, we used to go down to the Niagara CRX meet every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So that was a great time, man. And we had like, a lot man, of fun in Niagara. You know, it, just the, the kind of meet environment that they had set up, um, you know, we just took a lot of cues from that. Yep. You know, like, this is a meet, you know. So, like, Honda meet, you know, up until this year, there's never been a gate fee. You know, that's by design. You know, like, all that stuff yeah. is, is conscious decisions because we wanted to make sure that this was an event that anyone who loved Hondas could just come to and hang out. And we wanted it to be... Completely ego-free, super beginner-friendly. Buddies. Buddies. Buddies, right? And, and dry. We've got to find a way to make so it So I guess dry. there was, like, kind of a master dry. plan in place, but <clears throat> we never, like, looked at it from, I mean, I just yeah. did things from the heart, you know? Like, we all just did things that, yeah. that we liked and, and it, It's really weird to me itself. that this dumb thing that, like, you know, because, I, because Luke left a note on my windshield <laughs> and because you had a, a wild hair to rent a racetrack, now we're sitting here doing like a podcast with the brian from hasport it's really bizarre <laughs> brian's all like what all right no seriously when when honda meet four was here i was so poor our first event here i was so broken poor and my truck which has six hundred thousand miles had, i borrowed it from my dad it had 70 but uh i was so poor that your Three hundred dollar, whatever B sixteen mounts. That's what kept you in the ZC. It was freaking yeah. I bought a ZC because I thought it's got two cams. Got to be just like the B sixteen. I can't afford Hasbro mounts. I can't afford a B sixteen. But so sorry. No, I'm not saying your product's overpriced. I'm saying like. I, I held Hasport in this. It's like this pinnacle of a thing. You're over talking. <laughs> oh, shut up. It's my podcast. Me and Austin get to say whatever we want. This is and Austin gave you the crush. mic, so I got to make up. But it uh, it's really weird to have uh, you know one of the guys that runs this company that formed our kind of Honda cult. and uh, you know hanging out with my buddies here at this dumb event. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm thinking about uh, if if Hasport came out at Honda meet. 
Holy crap, you my know, brain would have exploded. It really, it really would have. Like, uh, you know, especially like, yeah, you know, so being bizarre. younger guys and like in the infancy, infancy of the scene and like just being, yeah. I mean, I'm still into cars, obviously, and still into Hondas, but like when you're, when you're just like in the like thick of that bug. It's the thing that you think about. You know, about I mean, yeah, it just it completely, yeah, it completely asleep. takes over, yeah. you know, all of your existence. So, I don't know, it's, it's, yeah, cool. it's, it's, uh, it's been a cool day, man. I appreciate what you're saying, and I'll and I'll be honest with you. It's like uh, when we first started this whole thing, and I got to meet the guys at the magazines. I thought they were just like the shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm I'm talking to Dave Coleman. I've read so many articles oh, from man. Sport Compact Car, and I'm just like, I used to amazed. I used to worship his tech articles. Oh yeah, and he's just like <laughs> and he's just like no different than me. Yeah, just like I'm no different yep. than you guys. No, that, yeah. That, and Absolutely. It's just like it's just crazy. It's, it's when, just you, like, when yeah, but when you when you think about it, like yeah, and, you know, in that moment, I remember like one year, King, someone from King brought a car out, and I got I got one like yep. sponsorship thing from King. They donated something to the raffle, and I was yeah. like, guys, I like was like, we have this little forum called yeah. BF Honda, and I was like, King Motorsports donated something to our <laughs> raffle. <laughs> the King Motorsports. The King Motorsports. Yeah. Um, it. I remember when you got some stuff from, you know, uh, what shop? There was a there was a big mail order shop. I don't remember the name, and they sent you some things. Kate, not K tuned. This was a few years ago. Hybrid racing. Hybrid racing, and I and uh, and I thought, oh my gosh, everybody knows who they are. Why do they want anything to do with us? Yeah. It's and then in the next year, Brian from Hasport shows up. And it, it it's been thank, a weird uh, it's been a weird Jamie, evolution for this. I mean, I've been talking to you guys. I I yep. I've been talking to you guys, and Jamie's like, dude, we gotta go. We just gotta go. Yeah, it, it was actually one of those things where I used to talk with Hybrid Racing a lot before I was with Brian. Yeah. And the guys that worked at Hybrid, I used to tell them about this event also, because it started out looking for air conditioning parts for the K swaps, and I was like, hey, guys, it's humid up there too, and this and that. Yeah. And then we got into that stuff, and then. After I started working with Brian and stuff, um, I realized, you know, this is where I want to be. And then one year I was like, Brian, we got to drive up there. We got to go up there. I was like, there's yeah. no hella flush, nothing, no fitment stuff. It's just pure enthusiast, beautiful track. It gets us out of the heat and feast. Like, we got to go up. We got to meet Chris. We got to meet Adam. We got to go up there. And he just uh, was like, let's go. And then here we are. Yeah, hard Three years later. I think uh, at this point, like, we kind of know what we got a little bit well, more so than we, than we did back then. Yeah, you know? a, like, few, a few years ago, when you were talking about the grid life stuff, I said, we can't mess up Hanami. Mean, it's so perfect. And yeah. it really is. It's like, for me, it's the perfect event. Yeah, I almost want, don't want to talk about it that much because yeah. uh, a few, yeah, like we got to protect it. In 2010 <laughs> or 11, I, yeah. uh, we did some feature. So we did a feature in Honda tuning about it. And uh, we got you know we got more a lot more people out the next year and I I thought well we really can't we can't blow this up we're gonna wreck it you know yeah I mean I don't know if I like it, if I think about it like that way we're gonna wreck it but like there is something that's yeah. really special about this event um, you know it, it's been going on for 11 years right so there's a lot of guys I only see once a year I mean I see them more often now that we're doing more events in the Midwest but you know that's the thing it's got. Um, it's just got such a camaraderie to yeah. it, and like you know what to expect when you come to it. Um, you know, it all it never under delivers, um, and it, it's, it does it's, seem like every year it, it, we leave Hindemith and uh, we either talk the next day or we go to go, we go out to eat on the night the night afterwards, and we're like, it was better than last year. 
was just freaking better. It was awesome. I mean, I, we, I think it, it just it grows people, and evolves man. with uh, it's the everyone people. that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, so you've got people who have been coming here for 11 yeah. years and like even if they don't track as much as they used to or yep. you know they're like us where they're not i mean they're not in the garage every night you know honda meets a must you know and and yeah. life gets busy and things uh, you know uh come up and it gets harder but people you know make I, an effort to be here i think and, that speaks to the uh to like the draw of this hobby um going going fast in cars is fun and working on cars is fun, and hanging out with your buddies is fun. But when you bring a bunch of little groups of buddies together, and you do it year after year, uh, you you kind of always call this a family reunion. And uh, yeah, that's the way we talk about it now. It, you know, it, and, and, and really, that's kind of what it is. I mean, it's uh, it's the fun part of this hobby for me. I come for the showers. Well, there's a big group shower. I here. love the man shower. He down likes the, the group shower down there. Yeah, well, the group shower is best. Twelve nozzles. Yes, yeah. anytime you can walk into a room with twelve nozzles and stand there with twelve <laughs> naked men, that's a party, man. Yeah. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's, that's also another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, best it, part of Honda. Me. To me, the best part of this stupid hobby is the friends, and uh, it, it can be an aggravating hobby. It can be a lot of work. Uh, sure. Right. Like doing actual racing, um, it's so much prep work and so much thinking and planning. But when I get there and I'm pitted with three of my buddies and two of my other buddies come out to spectate, and, I mean, that's really fun. But we got 300 of our buddies here. Yeah, so it's like you walk through the paddock, you know, and uh, I might not know everybody's name. I mean, I also suck at names. Um, But I know everybody, you know, in some capacity, and they all know me. So you can walk through, and there's all these, like, many things you can dip in and out of and there's little scenes going on but like everything melds together and it's I mean it's rad I see them touch you like they believe you can heal them (laughs) (laughs) that's a good line I see I've witnessed that with you I've witnessed it with Brian we we did have somebody get cured of leprosy here today I mean yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Chris really has kind of pulled together a whole lot of buddies and buddies of buddies, and it really becomes kind of a. We always talk about this dumb event like it's some kind of special thing, and realistically, we're renting a racetrack and a bunch of people come, but it's more than that. It's better than the sum of its parts, you know. So, yeah, and I mean, you think about the first. Uh, you know, we're talking about the first Honda meet, and like, you know, what the the what brought us to this point you know and it's just uh we've always um built and done everything like all the decisions i make um i'm not a businessman you know i'm yeah. uh, I, I i think about everything from the the angle of the experience yep you know and i do everything the way that i would want an event to be and i, I execute from the heart you know and and everyone that surrounds me and everyone that's involved in this event you know does we, the same so and uh, we all just kind of roll our eyes to say well chris will spend all the money <laughs> because, because is that what people say? Yeah. Well, no. That your your team says. Well, don't worry. It's gonna be fine. Chris will spend all the money. We'll make an awesome event, and it always be, it gets better. Every event gets better and better, man. It's a they, huge loss for me every time. But I always come. I never drive my car, and I always figure everybody else needs to experience it. I haven't driven at a Honda meet in, in three years. You yeah, drove. Like, I swear you drove last year. Maybe. Did I? You took your car out. Me and Dan fixed your car last year, and you did a session in your CRX. His CRX, your CRX that you chased Lance down in, down friggin' Alpine. Yep. We, uh, it was dragging a bunch of power wires on the axle. And me and Dan, we and Dan put about eighty-seven zip strips. Track brake line, but uh, on your two thousand three wire tuck where you moved the fuse box into the. uh, Passenger compartment. That was one of the first tucks on the well, uh, tech. I want to. Uh, I want to make note of. 
<laughs> wow. It, it was. Done in the decimation factory. Where's Gabe at? That was his mom's garage. They called it the decimation factory. It's an excellent name for a house. Um, the, uh, yeah, the, you Thanks, did drive Donna. your car. Chris does still have the same CRX that he chased Lance down uh, and, and scared That's him. That's impressive. And, and I always will. Yeah. There's, the, no, there's no point in selling it now. Nope. <laughs> no, the, there, there's a lot of reasons. Like um, a number of years ago when I got stuck in the middle of Chicago and Chris saved me, that was great. We were stuck in the middle of the night. The trains had stopped running, and the airline wasn't – there was no tickets, and there were no hotel rooms for under $900 a night because of a crazy convention in the middle of downtown Chicago. I think Neocon was happening. Oh, yeah. okay. And, um, and Chris came out in the middle of the night and picked up Rob Forgey and myself and saved us from a street corner. We were – it was 40 degrees, and we were in shorts <laughs> and flip-flops. It was like we were working. I was just trying to get home to Phoenix because, you know, it rained there in September and – one time, and I want to get back to that climate. But I wanted to get home so bad, and we were stuck. And Chris saved us, and um, that was the real start. That was when I was like, I'm going to come up here forever. I'd always come up for a number of years, but I was like, he picked us up in the yeah. middle of the night, left his family, left his warm bed, came and saved us. And Brian's done stuff like that for me also. So regardless uh, of the cost, yeah. well, that's I why owe I, you. I mean, you're the guy that drove my wife down after the big crash. Uh, with Brian actually married my wife and I. He, yeah, he, he yeah, no. It's yes. a three-way. Three-way. That sounds it's awesome. Three-way yeah, deal. You guys must have great Brian, sex. Brian actually got ordained and married us. That's in, cool, uh, man. I'll be yeah. too. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and that, that's what it's about. That's why when people come up, like, you're just going to let them drive the race. you let them drive the race car. I'm like, that is why we're here. Yeah. We're here because literally because of, like, this family-oriented, like, thing we do, even without family here. It's like nobody in this, nobody in any of these microphones and hardly anyone in this meet has to really ask me, hey, can I drive that? Hey, can I? Absolutely. Can I drive that purple car tomorrow? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I try and get Chris to drive it. Today he handed me the keys to his beautiful right-hand drive CRX. And that was a blast, by the way. Yeah, we went out driving all over the place. Brian showed us how to do burnouts with it. It was just amazing. And, um, it's got, got, a, a got a factory LSD. LSD. Yeah, factory LSD. Awesome. Actually, yeah. I, I didn't think about it. We didn't really do that, but yeah. It also has plays tires from Japan. I know, They're please. the worst tires. <laughs> no, it's, but like, that's, that's, that's why we come. Like, regardless of the cost, regardless of anything, that's, that's what happens. Like, it's something where it's like, no matter what happens, I have spare rooms open. I was like, you guys got to come down to Arizona. Well, you got to come down. You got to come. I'm glad you, know, you see this yeah. event for the same thing we do, man. No, it's, uh, it's the greatest one I've ever been to. I bet I've been kind of excited about this event because we were going to do the podcast stuff um, after the last Grid Life, the, or the first big Grid Life this year. Austin and I started talking about uh, a podcast, and little did we know that we had both kind of wanted to do one for like a year. And also, we just bought some microphones and started doing it. And this, the stupid podcast thing is the uh, – it, it's another thing that brought some excitement to me because I want to talk about this stuff. Like, uh, it's, it's this weird feeling that I have about this event where, like, you can't express why it's this thing in your life. But you kind of build your you build your July around it every year. I think you know? The podcast is like one of the first things that I've ever wanted to do that I didn't even second guess. I was just like, "All right, let's do it." Yeah, and it's it's turned out pretty and, good. And I was really excited to do these live broadcasts because I thought we can really talk to some people, and you know, it can be hard to explain, and it might sound stupid, and it probably does, but um, like the the family and the camaraderie around this stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's the reason that we do this stuff. And it's the reason I race, and it's the reason you know our the the Honda Meat staff and the Grid Life staff. We run the Lemons races together, um, all in our car, and uh, <clears throat> it's been 
It's really, it's an extension of my family. I mean, I come for the mosquito bites. We, we do have some of those here. I was bitten by a mosquito. I was bitten yep. by a mosquito D's? two years ago I heard in your Phoenix, friend D's and here. I had almost forgotten. Like, I get bitten by a mosquito about once every two or three years in Phoenix, and it bothers me. It's so rare it bothers me. It's like when it, when it rained when it rained in September, I was really upset because the, the dust in the air, the rain brings it down and collects it. So it only rains like six times a year, but when it does, it rains mud on your car. Yeah. And so it's like they have less of everything, but what does exist is more pissed off. Like, there's no bugs, but yep. the bugs that come in my house are scorpions. And every now and then. And there's no real weather, but when there is weather, it's something like you never want to see around. Yeah. And there's no real potholes, but when there's one, you will lose your car in it. And then there's no real cool cars, but when you own one, like a few of mine, they come to your driveway and steal them out of your driveway. Yeah, it's happen. a really strange place. Phoenix is really weird. My, my parents had a house in Phoenix for a couple of years after my dad sold a couple of his companies. He thought he wanted to retire, and then that didn't work. But uh, the uh, the bees in Phoenix, that you see bees. Yeah, there was like an actual bee. Like there's a beehive in the, his front yard, and it grew to be three feet high in the span of a day, and then it disappeared overnight. So yeah, even, they, your, even your bees are. They're crazy. just like looking around for a place to park. It's very strange. Yeah, you have, uh, like, you have an interesting like climate a, there. They'll make never a hive of bodies. Yeah, and you'll just yeah, literally. It. Yeah, it's like camping. Exactly. Yeah, it came up. We're on vacation. The same day. We've come up from the Sonoran Desert. That's incredible. Yep. We're just I, I remember him calling me and this saying, "This looks like a nice Palo Verde." We saw a pile of bees. It had to have been three feet tall. And it was gone the next day, and there was no remnant. Sometimes there are those uh, Africanized honeybees too. And they'll, they'll I don't think you. people are supposed to live in Phoenix. Yeah. This is not a place uh, where people uh, are supposed uh, to no. live. You want to hear something funny? Uh, the saguaro cactus, the one you see in all the cartoons yep. and stuff, the the real actual cactus everyone recognizes. It's a felony to touch them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's the they, the only place there in the world is in Phoenix, left yep. over. And if you get drunk and hit one in your car, they will never let you out. You're gone. That's a You're big gone. problem, huh? Yeah, and it's really strange because you see them and stuff, and you don't want to fall into one drunk either. You don't want to fall into one by accident. Yeah. Not only are you going to the hospital, but when you get done getting stitched up, they're taking you to jail. Phoenix they protect is a weird them really place, well. man. Yeah. I remember a guy uh, one time had an off-road vehicle, like your Razor, only this is years ago, and he was out in the desert, and he was, like, bumping into him and knocking him over, and uh, he bumped into one, and it fell on him, he killed him. They killed they're, them. They're very heavy. Yeah. They can be like yeah, sixteen, yeah. eighteen feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are huge. That there are some yeah. that are um, two, two and a half stories. They're gigantic. Very, when you very, see very. Them. Wow, What a weird podcast this has been. I threw a tennis hey. ball at one. <laughs> kind of turned into the accidental. Well, on the, the Love Cup podcast, and now yeah, it's turned into. We, the... we can't just all cry and be emotional, but we got to talk I, about Swarrow Gold cactuses. I, I think we should all go down to the man shower. Yeah, we could we could turn all twelve nozzles on and prance around like a bunch of weirdos. The, uh, this is this is it, a really weird. Get podcast. it hot well, and steamy. Let's get it hot and steamy, guys. And you all out there are invited to go too. Yeah, we got plenty of room in the man shower yeah. in a few minutes, guys. You can probably get forty people in there, depending how you um, lube them up. Well, we're going on oh, probably our longest podcast by about six minutes. Uh, we might cut. We might chop this in half if uh, if all of a sudden we go, uh, that means that Austin cut the podcast in half. So, all right. Well, um, Austin's got to edit out something. At I think it was at forty-four minutes. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah. All right, all right, guys. Uh, you want to wrap this one up, dudes? This has Us? been Honda Meet. I think it's what eleven o'clock at night. Honda Meet, Manny Matt.
We, we had, for Hanover, we had people come from Phoenix. We had people come from Oregon, Virginia, yep. um, Georgia. Ca- Canada, Georgia. Canada, Georgia. Where else? Illinois, yeah, Indiana, Michigan, surrounding all Midwest states. states. Yep. I mean, here's another thing to note too. So Honda Meet always falls on the same weekend as Import Alliance, um, except for that one year that I kindly asked them to not do that. Uh, I've talked, and they to, talked to, to be Don able about to. it before, but um, you know, even uh, yeah. you know, uh, even even with that draw, you know, uh, we we still have people coming out. To well, Honda, Honda Meet sells out 50 percent faster every year. It's been like, sold out in 50 minutes this year. It's been yeah, 19 40, hours. Minutes, besides right? beginners. Nine hours, three hours. In it February. sells out faster and faster and faster. Yeah. As soon as everybody gets an email, they register. Why wouldn't you come? But, well, if you're I mean, idiot. like, if, if, you know, if you know you're coming to Honda Meet, you know you're coming to Honda yeah. Meet, you know? So, like, that's, that's, that's the way of it. So, well, you know. The, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting event. That doesn't happen in HPDEs, so. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Like the reason why I did Grid Life was to protect this, you know. So yeah. I, the faster it was selling out, the more I was like, we need to change the way we, you know, release the the spots, and uh, you know, I want to make sure that the people who, you know, have supported us since day one, you know, get the opportunity to decide that they're coming back next year first. So, you know, that's uh, that's how it is. Well, Austin drove a long way to say uh, uh, that he likes Hanamate, and I drove two hours to say I like Hanamate. This is my thing, man. This is my weekend. These guys have 18 we, uh, hours. <laughs> it's been a long couple we of days. We like Honda Meet. Yeah. yeah. 32 hours. We like Honda 32 Meet. hours. It's been a long couple of days running the track event for you, but we have, we've had a good time, man. I appreciate you coming on here, buddy. It's nothing four grand and diesel doesn't take care of. Yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Well, you know, we'll invite you back. Maybe we'll only charge a half price next year. Literally, <laughs> if Chris didn't hook us up, I couldn't afford to be here because the Razor is killing me. Well, you did trade a Porsche for it, so cry me a freaking river. <laughs> it can't be so bad. <laughs> At least diesel's oh, yeah, only two forty nine awesome. in Indiana, right? Yeah, now. it's it's not so. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get a lot in Indiana. Yeah. We're gonna put in all the cars and bleed it out. It was under three bucks a gallon the whole way here. Yeah, it, it was it was much easier this year than the one, uh, three one time ago. I drove to VIR from Chicago and diesel was like three eighty three a gallon, and it was just so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We need to wrap this up. Sorry. Right all right, guys. Wrap it up. I think I think uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit long, and we need to all go to bed. So that is what yeah, she said. The end of this got a little mumbly. We're talking about bees. Almost got into like a whole another hour about diesel. Yeah, yeah. We were going to talk about diesel rolling coal. Hey, hey. Wrap it up. Sorry, you, Brian. <laughs> all right, guys. I appreciate right. you coming on here again. And uh, yeah, from Honda Meet, this is uh, Adam and Chris and Austin and Brian and Jamie. And so we will say goodnight. So hit that pause button, bro.